Hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam and today I am joined by a beautiful guest with some incredible experience in the direct selling industry. I'm going to be joined in this episode with Belinda Ellsworth from Step Into Success. Belinda has got decades of experience in the direct selling industry. She's a best-selling author. She produces one of the only direct selling specialized planners out there. And she is a productivity and organizational queen. She's going to be sharing with us today her experience and passion for this industry, but also how to be organized in growing your business. If you're one of those people like me who can be a little bit disorganized with their time, maybe overwork and overstretch and become overwhelmed with all of the things that you've got to get done, you need to listen to this episode. I absolutely loved hearing Belinda talk about her passion for this industry and how she uh, applies her vision and mission to be a part of its growth and be a part of your growth. And I know that you're going to really love listening to her as well. She uh, gives a ton of golden nuggets in this episode. As always, have that pen and paper handy. I know you're going to love listening to her. So uh, tune on in, grab your cup of tea or coffee and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam, and today I am joined by a beautiful guest. I've got Belinda Ellsworth here from Step Into Success. Welcome on in, Belinda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Ah, such a pleasure. And you and I have had a chance to chat. I'm really excited by what we're going to be talking about today and some of what I know you're going to share with our audience I'm also really excited about what you do and your mission with your business. But, you know, as a mum, an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, and someone who's got an incredible um, background in the direct selling industry, do you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are and uh, who Belinda is behind the scenes and a little bit about Step Into Success? Sure. I've worked in the industry for well over, it's just about 40 years, 40 plus years now. I know it's pretty incredible. I started out very young as just a really kind of, I was a professional musician and I started out just as a side hustle thinking, okay, I'll do this while I'm between playing gigs and stuff. And so this um, part I did in here. So professional musician, you've got a daughter who's a singer. So you're obviously a very musical family. We are my, my husband, uh, it plays as well. And so I was a drummer and um, are you serious? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I still play. <laughs> like I don't really play professionally, but I can still That's play. That's awesome. I, I love practice. it. Yeah. One of my best, um, when I first started step into success, it was like the very first direct selling association meeting that I went to. And all of a sudden the opportunity presented itself that I got to set in with the band. And it was the greatest <laughs> thing I ever did because then they remembered me forever. Oh, <laughs> was, oh my gosh. That's that little, little girl plays the drums. Like, the oh drumming my chick. I love that. My kids will love you. Actually. They've been hounding me for drumming lessons for ages. We actually interviewed Mark Shulman, the main drummer for pink on this podcast. Um, oh my late, gosh. Late yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you of all people, I'm sure would know who Mark is, um, which was really cool. So there you go. 
drumming. So anyway, I, I just it. started in direct sales just as to make some extra money. And, um, and I did really well for, yep. for like two years. I did really well, but it really was just extra income. And, and then I quit because the band I was with really took off. And, um, but then fast forward about three years, I got married. I had a little baby girl. And then I just decided, gosh, I, you know, I don't know that that's something I'm really going to pursue. I'm going to be a mom now. And, um, and I did well at the direct drumming doesn't thing. go well with the newborn babies, right? Not, yeah. not really. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to get back. I'm going to go back into direct sales because I was good at that for a mm-hmm. hot minute. Yep. But then I took it serious. Yeah. So I um, just took off, accelerated, made it to the to the top of the career plan by the time I was 29, was making a six-figure income. And that was wow. many, many years ago. Yeah. So it was it was exciting. And then in, in 95... I, I buy with much encouragement from a lot of other people. They're like, you are so talented. I had some pretty big motivational speakers say to me, you're way talented than a ton of other people out there and you need to do this. And so I was like, okay. And so I, I started and I just started teaching others everything that I okay. learned in those, you know, years, systems, um, strategies, like I'm a very systems girl. So I uh, just started doing that, speaking at lots of conferences, leadership events. Then I went on to do, so I kind of started my family all over. And when I when I had my, my third daughter, I decided that I was going to really focus a little bit more on consulting as well as speaking. Yep. So I've done a lot of consulting with a lot of direct sales companies and still do. I like to keep a pulse on everything that's kind of going on, but then we service thousands in the industry with programs and tools and resources to, you know, help them be more successful. Yeah. Awesome. And one of the things that I've really gathered from, from chatting with you um, over the last couple of calls that we've had, you are so passionate about this industry. Um, And this is definitely something that we share. I would love to hear from you, what future you would love to see for this industry? I mean, we've been through so much. The direct sales industry has changed so much, particularly in the last 24 months. What would you love to see in the future of direct selling? I would still like it to be a place where any anyone can participate and make it be whatever they want it to be in their lives. Mm. Um, yep. It's the, you know, the ease of getting started with a well-branded um, business but I'd like there to still be a strong opportunity. I see, I see companies moving away to a more just sales-driven compensation plan. And I believe that there are still people that want to do this and you know lead a team. And I, I don't want them to take a pandemic of two years and base all of their yeah. data and information on where they think the industry is going based on behavior for the last two years, which... Yeah is erratic behavior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're we're going to, you know, start to mold a whole new industry based on some crazy uh, behavior that people had to adjust to or change yeah. their, you know, ways of learning. I think that the pandemic caused people to, you know, it it, it was a it's a double-edged sword. Like for mm-hmm. some people they had huge growth and they learned new things and they've learned new ways to do their business and for others was very challenging and very difficult. Yeah. And I think we take the skills we've learned, we combine them with the skills that we had, 
and we make we forge a whole new path with it. But I don't think we throw away all of the skills and everything yeah. of the way the business was before the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. That's really great advice. And with your business and what you get up to, can you um, tell us a little bit about what's your mission and vision to ha- to make your own impact on the industry going forward? Mm-hmm. It always has been, and it still remains. Is I believe, and I and I still believe this. You know, people come into this industry with a hope, and mm-hmm. and that hope is that their life can be just a little bit better, and whether that is a little bit of extra income for the extras in life, or it's really carving out a path for themselves to make a large income, whatever that looks like of what they have that vision of how their life can be better. I think when people hear someone else or they see a video or they meet someone at an event, they're like, wow, if if we could have that, if we could do that, if our lives could be easier, that would be awesome. Yep. And And my mission has been for the last 27 years is to make that road easier for those people, to help those dreams come true, to make that not just a dream, but make that hope a reality. Mm -hmm. And so I've continued to make it my mission to bring people tools, resources to be as successful as they personally want to be. And that's what I'm still driven for. I still believe that that part hasn't changed. You know, what what makes people say, I think I want to do this. They fall in love with the product, possibly, but it's really about, wow, maybe if I do this, our lives could just be a tiny bit better. Yeah. And that's so true. This is one of the things I love so much about this industry is people come into it looking for something, don't they? And there's so much to gain, but it's also about having those tools. Now, speaking of tools, uh, you are a best-selling author, something to be incredibly proud of and certainly something that one day I would love to be able to also say. But I've had a look at your publications. I actually already owned one of your publications prior to meeting you uh, uh, to talk about the podcast. So can you tell our audience a little bit about um, your exciting books? Yeah. So I, I have the one book uh, and then I've got some other. Should uh, say publications, shouldn't I? Because really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we did direct, we were asked to write direct selling for dummies, yeah. which uh, is with a Wiley um, publishing house and they own that uh, yeah. dummies franchise. And they're very picky about their authors and who they get um, yeah. to to author these books. And so I was really honored to be asked to write it. And uh, yeah, and it's a number one bestseller in like four countries. So. I think that is just so huge. And um, sh- I know that you're really proud of this, but I just, yeah, I, I already own this book. Um, I've had it for a couple of years. So I like I, we got chatting and I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm speaking to the author of this book. This is fantastic. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And that book has helped a lot of people, Mm. a lot of people. I'll interview people. Like I I was interviewing this one gal with a company and she went all the way to their top of their career plan and like only been in the business 10 months. Yeah. And um, so I was just asking her, so what did, what did you do? And because I didn't really know what, how she had achieved that. And uh, she said, gosh, somebody, my leader gave me a copy of your book, right? When I uh, joined her team. (laughs) And I followed every single thing in there, everything. 
that. I didn't waver from it. <laughs> was That's like, amazing. That's know, what you want to like, hear. Did you just pull your phone out and go, can you just repeat that? I'm just going to record this. <laughs> absolutely. So that was really, um, that was awesome. That was probably, yeah. that was, I mean, I've gotten so many awesome testimonials. It, it's just been fun to even walk into a direct sales home office and as I have done on many, many occasions, and it's sitting on their desk, it's sitting on their shelf. And they're like, are you kidding? If somebody calls and asks me a question that I don't know, I just go to your chapter and I look <laughs> it up and I'm like, here's the answer. Here's what I love it. Do you know, I don't think I told you this. Do you know where I got your book from? Where? I walked into Officeworks. Oh, do you guys have Officeworks? It's a, I do not. It's like an Australian, it's like the Australian stationery. Uh, okay. chain at, for business. So they, all the business stuff, they've got the computers, they've got the, all of the, the office um, furniture, and then they've got all your stationery. Um, and I walked in there and it was sitting on the shelf and I was like, oh, I've got to have that. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And so now tell us about the other publication. Cause I'm really, we are going to list both of these by the way, in the show notes. So if anyone wants okay. to get a copy, uh, we'll, we'll put a link in there so you can get it direct from Belinda, but um, tell us about your other publication because I'm very excited about this one. I know it's so exciting. So for years, I mean, I had many different CEOs of different companies saying, Belinda, you need to create a planner. There is not a planner for this industry. And I thought, surely there is, or there's something that works. And yeah. I really then kind of set out on a quest and there really wasn't. I mean, there yeah. really, really was. You bought one. like a whole ton, didn't you? I bought like 20 yeah. <laughs> and, um, of the ones that were the most popular and said, yeah. okay, let me see how this could work. Could I make this work? If I yeah. were in the field, could I make this planner work? And not with some, a lot of adjusting and it had some things, but it didn't have the right things. And yeah. so um, we set out on a mission. Uh, we've been doing it for five years now yeah. and um, it is awesome. And this is, this is it, but that's the, that's the planner for this year. Awesome. But what's really awesome about it is it's more than a planner or a diary. Yeah. Know you guys call them diaries and um, no, we plan a, a diary is something you put your appointments in a planner is something that um, is, is a bit more expanded okay. than that. So yeah, no, so you, the you planner can... is a complete, I mean, literally business system. So we have. Yeah. You know, we added 21 training videos to it. Two years ago, we added that. That's made a huge difference for people because they're like, I feel like every month you're like, there's a new video there to tell yeah. us what to do in that month. Yeah. And it really keeps me going, keeps me oh, I love it. excited. So we have vision boards, we have goal setting, uh, we have ev everything that you can possibly want vision in board. a plan. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so, cause I know our audience love a good planner. Um, yeah. you know, we've, we've even did an episode a little while back where we talked about some of those tools and systems and things, and everyone was sharing all their favorite planners. And so I think this is awesome to have a planner that's specific for the industry. I know that you said that it can be adapted outside of, but I love the fact that it's the other way around for a change. You're Absolutely. it's for direct selling. Anyone else can adapt it to their business, but it's not the way we're used to doing it is a business planner that we adapt to direct selling. So that's awesome. That's right. And no, it is completely for direct sellers. Although we have a lot of entrepreneurs that do use it. And um, yep. I just had a lady recently say to me, I love this planner so much. I haven't found anything like it. And yep. she said, I just go through in the things like your analytics and where you have goals and tracking. I just change the headlines. I just go through and change the headlines on them and it's working <laughs> for me beautifully. I was like, Oh, I love awesome. it. So good. Yeah. We also have uh, a gratitude journal 
because really I've done extensive research in the last couple of years on people that use gratitude journals, like have a 40% greater chance of achieving their goals. They have a more positive mindset, positive attitude. So we've really been really working with people to get to a habit of gratitude. And that has been amazing. And the stories from that have Mm. been incredible. So super powerful. I'm really mm-hmm. glad to hear that you've incorporated that. Is that that's a separate um journal to the planner it or is. that is? Yeah. So let's see. This is what it looks like. So I love you've got this little kit that people can get, right? So if they go yes. to the little link, which we'll put in here, there is a kit and yep. it even comes with little markers um yes. and stickers and things. It's so very, very female. I think you've really tapped into uh something that I think will never die, which is that that beautiful feeling of putting pen to paper and and really oh, you know creating absolutely. something beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we did the planner first and then as soon as we did it, people were like, you need to have markers. You need to have bookmarks. <laughs> you need to have this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I like, I just got this source. Let me down. breathe. Out, <laughs> Let me breathe a little bit. And so it took us to the third year and I, it just took me getting more comfortable finding a manufacturer and finding somebody that could really grasp my vision. And so um, now we have this beautiful box and it comes with all kinds of goodies. So you can buy the planner by itself or anything by itself. But when you buy the bundle, we call it the I Want It All bundle, you do save quite a bit. And I do want to let everybody know that's listening because we are in the United States is I, I, I did the investment. I had everything shipped to Australia it's already been so into Canada. So duties have already been covered. Everything has been covered. Awesome. So it's shipped from Australia. You pay normal flat shipping rates. In fact, yeah. if you buy the biggest bundle, your shipping is free. Oh, um, wow. I know, right? So um, you don't have to have it shipped from the United States and you're not going to have to pay an exorbitant amounts. And uh, it, it's just... Um, it, it we we take on that cost for yeah. everybody in both those two countries. Awesome. Well, I, I love that you've provided this tool. Um, if, and this has come back from your experience in the industry and all the things that you've learned. So I, I love that you've applied your amazing knowledge and you've turned it into something tangible. So it's not just you kind of, you know, and you do you're a professional speaker, so you stand and you teach and and that's wonderful. But I know that one of the things that Greg and I really struggled with was that feeling of when we get off that stage, when we walk away, people are left to have to implement what we've taught them. And we hated that feeling initially of we haven't given them something easy to implement, easy to use, easy to apply. We've just given them the knowledge and trusted them to use it the way that we intended them to. So I, you know, and we've come up with methods now. We've got you know, our 14 day challenge, our 10 day challenge, our three day challenge, ways that we can work with people for very Mm -hmm. tiny pieces of time. Um, But you've adapted it to a planner and, you know, something that you've basically piled your knowledge into this resource where people every day can have a tool in front of them to use to grow their business. And and like you said, even with the direct selling for dummies, people are using it like, hey, if, if I've got any question, I just jump to this book and I right. love that you've you've given people that resource so that if they can't get hold of Belinda, there's a bit of Belinda in front of them right there. That's right. Home. And it's funny because we have be prior to doing those, you know, tangible items. Well, I mean, golly, it goes all the way back to the very first, I don't know, it was like my third speech. And I had people going, 
do you have this speech? Like, can we buy it? And I'm yeah. like, oh my, oh my gosh, I got to go in and record this. And yeah. uh, so our first recording- We haven't get slides. I think you sign reason. Yeah, it was all on cassette tape. But um, interesting enough- yeah, For anyone out is, there that doesn't know, that's, you know, a decade ago. <laughs> my kids found a decade. Yeah, my kids found yeah. this cassette tape the other day and held it up and went, what is, mom, what is this? I was like, <laughs> that is. I feel like so school has got to, a bit to answer for if you don't know what yeah. that is. We had cassette tapes for a hot minute and then um, then it went to CDs and now, of course, everything is just digital. Do you remember um, Blu-ray disc that lasted all of oh, about yeah. a month? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I actually met my husband. He was my recording engineer. Wow, <laughs> really? I know. So, and it's so funny because um, I was just like, I was going through the yellow pages, which probably like half your listeners don't know what those <laughs> no, are. No, we know that what that is. That's we know what directory. Like. Yeah. So I'm like. <laughs> also, um, I don't think exists anymore. But <laughs> I know they don't exist anymore. So I'm going through the yellow pages and I'm looking up studios and there was an, there was this ad in there for this one. And it had said that Bob Seger had recorded there. And I love Bob Seger so much. And um, so I thought, oh my gosh, if I'm there recording, maybe he'll be there too. And then I'll get to play the drums with Bob Seger and that would be amazing. So that was the whole reason I picked it. And then I laughed because that pick, I picked my husband out of the yellow pages. That's what we say. Oh, I love that. So good. You got to be careful though. You got to explain that story. If you're going to say you picked your husband out of the yellow pages, because there were also some things, questionable things listed in there too, in Australia anyway. Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, being a mom and an entrepreneur because you've, you sort of, you've been in the industry, you've, you've done the hard yards as a direct seller. You then started a business, you've done the hard yards there, but through all of this, you've also been a mom of three. Can you tell us how have you balanced? And I use the word balance loosely because I think we all know that's not a thing. But how have you balanced um, prioritizing the growth of your business and your kids? And how have you continued to grow a successful business through also being a great mom? So, uh, and that's where I guess the planner two comes in. But I've always been big on compartmentalizing. So be present where you are. So the biggest struggle that moms have in this direct selling space is yep. they want to work their business and they feel guilty that they're not with their kids. So then when they're with their kids, they're like, I should be working on my business. And so mm. there's this constant yeah. battle yeah. within themselves of where they should be spending their time. Mm. And I just say, like I set parameters. I don't know why I was just really good at time blocking, even going all the way back many, many, 40 years ago. Yeah. And so I would say, okay, you know, these days are going to be like Wednesdays I would keep free. And then Fridays I would two for my kids. And I would say, okay. And on Friday, I let them, these were my two, two, this is when I was in the field and my other two were little and I would go, okay, Friday's your day. And you get, they get to alternate on what they wanted to do something fun. Mm. And then Wednesday would just be at home, but we would, I would be present with them and then on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, I worked my business hardcore. And in at the beginning, you know, I had them at home and I was like, well, you know, I'm trying not to pay for daycare, but then that was just foolish. Um, and so I actually just found somebody, a sitter that that kept them for a certain amount of hours a day, you mm -hmm. know, on like four, four hours on Tuesdays and Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. And then I just like really got it done. And I was also yeah. really smart. I, so how I really found the industry, if you will, was I went to a Mary Kay party that uh, when I was 14, 
that my mom had been invited to. Yeah. And I just showed up because I was going to go and she said I couldn't go. So I just showed up and um, <laughs> she was so mad at Pain me. Pain I at its best. Yeah. Yes. She's so mad. And, uh, but the, the Mary Kay lady picked up, the director picked up on what was happening and said, why don't you be my helper? And, uh-huh. um, but then she hired me to come two days a week after school and like do all her grunt work things. And wow. so when I started really growing, I had a babysitter that would come to the house. Like when I would go and do my, my parties and then I would give her a whole list of stuff to do after she got the kids down. Yeah. to do my invites, to do paperwork, wow. whatever. I love it. So I, love it. I hired a 14 year old straight out and then I got somebody else part-time. So I was never afraid each step as I grew to hire an assistant, yeah. um, even if it was just part-time. And that, that was probably the smartest thing that I did. So I've learned yeah. to compartmentalize Delegating. and block yeah. my time. And then I've also learned to delegate. Yeah. And yeah. Um, those are the two biggies. And so when I was with my kids, I was with my kids. And when I was working, I was working. And then, you know, I'd make deals with them. If when I had them here, like, okay, mommy's going to work, but on Wednesday, we're going to do this. And on Friday, (laughs) you get to do whatever you want. (laughs) But today for Tuesday and Thursday, I need you to be really good. So, um, and that's just how we did it. And then when I had my daughter, so there's a 20 year gap between my kids and um, I already was a full-blown speaker traveling everywhere, like, you know, six, six to eight speaking gigs a month. And, yeah. uh, I took her with me at the beginning and then, um, it was, you know, I think you said she hard. was what five weeks old, five but... weeks old when we took her to our first convention. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love that. It was awesome. Yeah. And, um, so you know, I was gone every weekend. I just was gone every weekend and yep. we got into a routine and I left on Fridays and I got home sometimes on Saturday, sometimes on Sunday. And my husband was with her and they have a lot of cool things that they yeah. did together that, you know, I probably would have never done with her like rocket yeah. bottles and science club and all <laughs> kinds of other stuff. <laughs> That's the Mentos in the Coke, right? Rocket bottles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh no, my she did a whole thing with with the rocket bottles where they shoot way up high in the air and then they get they get graded. It's a whole science Olympiad. Oh right, thing. right. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. she was in that with my husband, and they just had a good old time. So, that's awesome. but she just learned like that. That's when I was gone, and then when I was home, I was at home, and I yeah. still continued. I've always kind of left Wednesday as my light day. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting I, day to pick as your light day. Middle of the week. I know because I work hard. Like yesterday, yeah. I mean, people were would be like, so this morning I got up and I took my mom to the doctors and I just have things like that. You know, it's like my own catch-up day. Yeah. We're doing this. You say this, but today is Wednesday for you. And <laughs> a Wednesday That's night, okay. nonetheless, and you're on a podcast, yeah. still working. <laughs> That's all right. But yesterday, like I got up, Tuesday is a work day and I just get up and I I get myself mentally prepared. I start about nine o'clock in the morning yeah. and I finished about one 30 in the morning last night. Ooh. Um, and it was nonstop. Yep. So, yep. so I want to, there's a couple of things I want to um, pick out of what you just said. Um, I particularly want to talk about time blocking in just a moment, but I, I cannot help, but, um, you know, as you talk, I'm going, Oh my gosh, we've got so much more in common than what I realized because my mom did Mary Kay. The earliest memory I have 
I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but the earliest memory I have is of my mum doing Mary Kay and she had these beautiful big palettes of makeup. And that's how I learned to do makeup was watching the Mary Kay tutorial videos and watching the demonstrations as well. Um, And when I turned 14, I started my first direct selling business. So it wasn't with Mary Kay. It was with another cosmetic uh, party plan. But um, there you go. So, you know, more in common than what we realized. That's so awesome. Unfortunately, Mary Kay isn't in Australia anymore, so we might have to work on them with that. But there you go. But what I do want to talk about, though, is the time blocking. Now, you mentioned time blocking. I'm going to just, like, be the realist woman here for a second, and I'm going to ask Belinda for her advice because I reckon you hear this a lot. For those that are really dedicated to grow their business, there comes a point where, you know, yes, you set aside certain blocks of time, But when you have someone come to you and say, hey, but, you know, I will hire you for something or I'll pay you for something or I'll book a party with you, uh, but I really need to do it on this day. And that entrepreneurial woman in you goes, well, I'm not going to say no to work, to a job. And so there's that, uh, you you end up with this tug of war between, oh, I said I wasn't going to work then, but now I need to. And before you know, it's kind of like this just flow on effect. You're, you you know, time blocking is completely out of the window. So can you, um, and I'm sure this has probably happened to you before, you're obviously very disciplined, but what advice would you give to one of our listeners, maybe Sam, who's, who's, who has trouble sometimes with that discipline with their time? So there, there's two, there's two pieces to this. So there is kind of the, the, the outward business that you're going to do with people. And sometimes you do have to be flexible with that. Mm-hmm. Now, just as an interesting story to that though, when I ha- I only really could work on like, uh, there was certain nights, one of the nights I didn't work was Tuesday night. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I remember, and I was young, like in my twenties, but this lady said, well, I can only do the party on a Tuesday. And I remember thinking, well, I want that party bad. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. but I said, well, as I mentioned earlier, that that is the only night of the week that I don't work. So I suppose I could find you another consultant to do it, or we can try to work out another day. And my heart was pounding. I'll never forget it. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh no, we can find another day. Ah, And she did it. So I think there's some times where we feel like, but then there are other times where at a drop of a hat, a company says, hey, we would like you to come speak at this event. And I might already have something planned and I go like, because that's my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So there's that. But the other piece to it is when you're not outwardly facing a client or a customer, when you're working in your office, that is where time blocking is, is so important. Yeah. And I teach a system. I've taught it for 26 years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called the power hour and we've incorporated it into our planner. It's probably the one program we get the most testimonials back on. Yep. And it is about your key, finding your four income producing activities and giving them at least 15 minutes of your undivided attention in a day. So yep. everybody's got one hour and then just saying, I'm going to work on bookings for 15 minutes. I'm going to work on recruiting for 15 mm-hmm. minutes. I'm going to work on, you know, customer care. Now, later on, you'll be able to expand that more if you have more time, yep. but anyone can do that for four 15 minute increments. Yeah. And that alone is amazing what you can get yeah. done. 
Yeah. And because I've taught that 15 minute increment and they don't have to be in a row either. Like they don't have to be consecutive. So you can do 15 minutes in the morning. You can do 15 minutes at noon. You can do 15 minutes at five. You know, I've actually taught people how to manage their social media doing that. Get up in the morning, make your post, send your messages, comment, scroll, then, then put it away and don't come back to it until like noon. Do yeah. quick yeah. to see who responded, whatever, do 15 more minutes, like at five or six o'clock. Yeah. And then at nighttime, if you want to scroll and look at silly videos and whatever else that, uh, you know, makes you happy, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> but people, they, they get lost in time because they're yeah. not committing these snatches of time where they power up their energy. Yeah. And I've, I've actually done exercises with people to like list. Okay. List what you like, just like how uh, Weight Watchers says, write down every food that you put in your mouth, you know, and then you're like, oh, no wonder I haven't lost that weight. There's a lot more <laughs> calories going in there. I thought some of the financial planners tell you to write down every money that you spend, but yeah. like, we really tell people write down everything that you did in a like seven day window and yeah. in 15 minute increments. And suddenly there's like two and a half hours that were wasted. Suddenly yeah. there's two and a half hours here. Usually two, two social there. media. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so they're just wasted. And uh, yeah. so we really like my youngest one, I've taught it for so long that it's like, okay, you got 15 minutes, go. Like we've done that with her, but she does it to me even now. Like, <laughs> okay, mom, we got to get out the door. You got 15 minutes. Like go. And, um, and so, um, and it's amazing what you can do. I yep. packed for a two and a half week trip to Europe in 15 minutes. Oh my gosh. See, there you go. You get super good with your time. Very productive. I love that. I've actually heard the process of 30 minutes. Uh, um, uh, and in fact, one of my very first ever coaches said to me, do a time audit, which is pretty much what you've, you've just been talking about. It's probably one of the most powerful things that I ever did. Because like you've just said, you go from feeling like you've got no time to, whoa, am I wasting a lot of time doing stuff I probably didn't need to be doing? Or I could have grouped those things together instead of doing them at these random, you know, different times. But it's not, there's actually some great apps you can use to do a time audit now as well, which, you know, you clock in and clock out of what you're doing. So, and then it it then puts everything together in in a graph. So you can see, I spent this much time on the phone and I spent this much time on social media and I spent this much time, you know, getting ready for work and <laughs> all of the yeah. things. So um, it's a it's a really good thing to do from time to time. But I love yes, the idea is. of 15 minutes, 30 minutes even sometimes sounds like a, a lot. So finding 15 minutes to do a particular task and just focus on that one thing is is a great, great suggestion. Why the 15 minutes work? Because as you become more disciplined and as you get better at what you do and more confident at what Mm. you do, you'll start to stretch that out to some of those 30 minutes. But like for people that are so fearful to reach out to people or Mm. get bookings on their calendar, it's like, just do do it. 30 whole whole minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes is easier. 15 minutes. That's it. Yeah. Um, and the testimonials are amazing. Like yeah. one woman said, I came to that conference. I had two bookings on my whole calendar. You gave so many great ideas of what to do at parties, but like, I don't even have that many to do. So I'm just going to focus on that power hour. And yeah. then yeah. I spoke at that company like six months later. And she said, she came up to me and she said, I now have 26 events on my calendar. Like wow. I, that I just stuck, stuck to it. And she said at the beginning, 
15 minutes felt like an eternity. And then Mm. pretty soon I looked forward to the 15 minutes. Yeah. And then you can start to spill over that. But the other reason that it works, and these are what I call my four pillars of success. And I stick by these and everything I create is based on these four pillars. And it's focus, commitment, consistency, and organization. Mm -hmm. And if you will continue to build on those and grow those things, like most people, the reason they don't have enough time is they're not organized enough. Yeah. So they can't get their fingers on their leads to even make a call. So it's being organized and then focused. Like women, we, we're these creatures of like, we think our superpower is multitasking, but it's your, it's your greatest deterrent. So it's learning to focus and then staying committed to it. And yep. then yep. just doing, being consistent. Those same, I'm a creature of habit. I do the same thing on Mondays that I do on Tuesdays and my Wednesday looks the same. So when I wake up, I already kind of know what to expect for the day because I know what typically that day looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think for a lot of people that'll be, you know, that that will take a lot of weight off their shoulders to think about things in much more simple terms like that. 15 minute segments uh, and time blocking. I think that's really powerful. And of course, if you do happen to click on that link and grab that planner, guys, um, you've got that all laid out in there as well, which is great. So I'm really excited. I've got a copy on the way. I can't wait to get hold of that. Um, And I definitely need some help with my time. Let's just say that's, uh, you know, one of the things I've, I've let, you know, <laughs> run away. Um, but time is our most precious commodity, right? Belinda, like it's, oh. you, we, we think it's, it might be money and, you know, it might be all of these other things, but at the end of the day, your time is the one thing you can never, ever, ever get back. That is right. Yeah. So, Question for you, what do you believe, I mean, you've you've seen a lot of distributors, consultants from both party plan and network marketing companies over the years. Mm-hmm. What do you believe stands in the way of, between most direct sellers and the success that they want to achieve? <laughs> themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, it comes down to themselves. Yeah. It's mindset. You know, it is and I never used to really, I wasn't a big advocate of that. Like I, I thought, oh, if I teach them the skills, if I teach them the skills, they'll get it. Yeah. And I, I realized over the years, no, they have to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to have confidence. But, you know, the biggest thing though in that is confidence comes from practice. Yep. From doing. And maybe that's my musicianship in me and everything. But I know with anything, if you stick at it and you practice it over and over and over, guess what? It becomes easier and you get better. And the more, and the better you get, the more confident you become in your skills. Mm -hmm. And so then you don't stand in your way. The biggest thing is that lack of confidence or that self-doubt that says, oh, these leads aren't even really very good. Oh, I'm going to call people and they're not even going to be home. Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't even know why I bother with this because it won't make a difference anyway. That is what gets in people's way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, this is the probably, this is where I get super passionate. I don't I got to calm down, but um, no, I go, first, go. <laughs> when I first started as a speaker, one of the things that I did in the very beginning was I'd say, raise your, you know, I would like you to raise your hand if you have your goals written down in a place where you can readily see it. And back when I first started speaking, so like that say is 1995, I would get about 25% of an audience to raise their hand. And, and even then that was like, that's only 25%. That's only a quarter of you. And so then I would go off and train on it. Yeah. But as the years went down, it went to 15% and then it was 10%. 
And now, right, even before the pandemic, when I went into an audience and said, how many of you have your goals written down in a place where you can see it? It's about 8% of an audience. Wow. That really surprises me in this industry for that to be the case. Well, it is. And so I started doing tons of research on why do you not set goals? Yeah. And so here's the two reasons. And this one's been a reason forever. The first one is, well, I just do this part time. So that's where one of those increases come from, because what's happened also in the course of the industry is we've got more people working this as a side gig, side hustle. They're doing it alongside another job. So we've got more people that work full time that are just doing this to make some extra income or do it extra. So they think it's just extra. So then they don't have to set a goal because it's not serious. It's not a a real job, if you will. The second reason though, is the one that's the most disturbing. And that is, well, if I never set a goal, then I've never failed. Yeah. And and they're like, and this is what I've had actual people say to me, as long as I set a goal, then no one has any expectations of me. Yeah. That's really scary. And that is that and scary. So then I'm like, yeah, but you never, you might be afraid of failing, but you're missing out on the sweetness of success. Mm. And then they go, oh, just, you know, but I, then I've just really started teaching people. There really is no failure. Like mm. your goals are, they're not the end all be all. They are benchmarks that continue to move you forward in your journey. They're, yeah. they're just benchmarks on the road. Um, and if you, if, as long as you have purpose behind that, that's why purpose is so important. As long as you have that purpose of why you're doing it yeah. and you set a goal. If you miss it, it doesn't matter. It's like, my purpose is still there. I, I came, I'm further ahead than what I was before. And I just yep. keep on my road. I just keep on this path. Um, but most people that are afraid to set goals, they're still sitting in their driveway going nowhere. Yeah. Yep. And so that's such a, a, such an important point. And uh, we actually did a goal setting exercise with our accelerator members uh, end of January this year. And it was a really powerful time because number one, we were able to all work together towards setting these goals. But the amount of people that ended up in tears, happy tears, I'll say, but tears because they hadn't embraced those things that they were most passionate about achieving. They, you, you just mentioned your why and the importance of that. And we got talking about our whys during that session and the amount of people that hadn't actually given their why um, the light of day because they didn't think it mattered. And, you know, the importance of that thing that makes your heart tick is it's not just important to you. It's also important to everybody else around you. It's what, you know, it helps you show up in the world. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And so your planner, coming back to that, does that have anything in it to help people with the goal setting side of things in there? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. We're big, big on that. So we first start out with, it first starts out with your whole big four buckets because you can't just set goals for business because if you just do that, you'll feel always like I'm missing out in life or whatever. So we really start with your four big buckets, your family, your health, your business, and your personal development. And then we move on to the vision board. And so like, okay, take those things now and how do they play out and how are they important? And then it goes into the goal business strategy. So because goals is three parts to a goal, purpose, the actual goal itself, and then the plan of action. If you don't have a plan of action on how you're actually going to execute, you just kind of hope. And then at the end of the month, you're like, oh, dang, I, did, I didn't hit my numbers. <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get where I wanted to be. So it's it's really having a mapped out 
uh, plan of action to get there. So awesome. um, yeah, we do that. And then each month they set goals. We also have analytics in there, shows them what they did this exact same time last year. Then they are they set their goals accordingly to what they want to achieve this year. Is it ten yeah, percent more? It. Is it twenty percent more, or what? And then, um, and then they get a plus or a minus, and so then they carry that over to their whole year goal, mm-hmm. like how far, so they don't lose it. So in yeah. a quarter, they can say, "How far off am I? What do I need to make up, or where do I want to be?" Yeah. Um, because people lose, they they give up on all of that because they miss it a couple of times. Yeah. So we try to help yeah. people like stay in the parameters still going measuring. Yeah. Measuring. Not just setting the goal, but measuring the goal, which is essentially a smart goal system, which is so important. So um, look, before we get to our fun questions, do you have uh, one or two quick tips? Because I know that you're a bit of a a recruiting um, expert here. You've done a lot of work with people on recruiting, particularly online. So can you give us a couple of little hot recruiting tips from Belinda before we go into our fun questions and wrap up? Sure. I think my best, this is my number one tip. So if I had to say, okay, what's my number one tip? And that is first you have to, especially people online, they don't want to open their mouth. They think they can post and people will read a post and they will get it. But people need to hear your enthusiasm and your passion. And Mm -hmm. so you have to either go live. If you're doing online events, like for example, people that I knew that were just stellar recruiters when they did in-person events, then they were forced to go completely online because of the pandemic. And they're like, well, my sales are skyrocketed, but my recruiting has tanked. Yeah. So why do you think that is? And so I went and started looking and it was like, well, out of a five-day event, they posted one time at the beginning, mm-hmm. but we would, with an in-person event, we would plant five seeds throughout. You know, you would yep. talk about what the business has done for you and, you know, not all at one time. You wouldn't just do that. And um, yep. So I'm like, you got to spread out. You got to, you should have a post for the five, every day for the five days about the business opportunity, you know? And the other thing is, and this is the big one, and this is what I've taught forever, but when people went online, they just, they changed. I looked at a little post that she had and it said, are you looking for a fun, flexible way to make extra income for the holidays? Um, and then it went on and said some other cute things, which was all great. I'm reading it going, this is great. But the last line in there was, if you're ready to start, private message me. And I said, there is your whole problem. Like people, the number one tip is you have to create a safe zone Mm -hmm. for people to be curious. Yes. So you're always with, with bookings, we ask with recruiting, you invite, I invite you to take a look at this. Mm -hmm. Would you care for some additional information? Are you looking for a fun, flexible way to make some additional income? Would you like to take a closer look at what we have to offer? Please comment below or private message me if you would. Mm. So, and then doing lifestyle posts of, you know, what, what the business means to you, but it's the key, right? (laughs) Yes. It's creating the safety zone to allow people to be interested because we don't directly recruit. I mean, like, it's not like, Hey, how would you like to give this business a try? We've got a kid on sale right now. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. And so it's gotta be like, Hey, is this something you've ever thought about? I know you love the products so much, you know, would you care just to take a closer look? Yeah. And they're like, sure. I can take a look because the more leads you get, the more recruits you will get. And so your lead pool needs to be full. And how does your lead pool get full? It gets 
full by creating interest. Yeah. Conversation. Always. Yes. If you just ask for the recruit, you're going to get a whole lot of no's. Yeah. I love that. And and what's really interesting about some of those things that you just mentioned, which is what I find as well, is that people speak to people very differently on social media to how they speak to them in real life. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) We read it the same way. So why aren't we having, you know, if you were at a demonstration and you were talking about the business opportunity, would you say it that way at the demonstration? Uh, probably not. No. <laughs> the, you know, the conversation I, I you know, I, I hear people say at a demonstration is usually something like, hey, you know, you've ordered these, you're going to order these products, it's going to cost you this much. Do you know that if you, uh, you know, you jump on in and you, um, you know, you join the business, you'll not only receive some of the products for free, but you're going to get discounts and you'll be able to share the products with other people as well. You know, you're creating an opportunity, but you're doing it in a conversational way that relates directly to that person. But yeah, putting, you know, hey, who wants a kit? They're on sale right now. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't walk like, into a party I know, and say that. I didn't that. even know that I kind of wanted to do this. What, so what's a kit? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Um, if you're ready to join, if you're ready to start, like I call them hard word choices yeah. versus soft word choices. Yeah. Soft word choices are, you know, if you're just um, curious and would like to know yeah. a little bit more, Safe please zone. let me know. Yep. I'd, be, I'd be happy to give you that information. So that's the biggest tip. And so the other biggest tip probably comes in taking really good care of your customers. Because mm. when you do that, you build yeah. trust and relationships. And then people say, wow, she really does have a good business. Or mm. wow, you seem like you really like this business. You know, some of my best recruit leads came from my events, but then they came from follow-up with my customers yeah. and just getting to know them. And then they would say, you do seem like you really love this. Like, you yeah. know, do you, do you really make money? And you're like, oh, absolutely. And, you know, and then you could explain it to them. And, yeah. but it's yeah. from that trust factor and the likability really factor. Is, yeah. I love that. The trust and the, the yeah, I, speaking my language, trust and the relationship, but I love um, that concept of, you know, if you just show up, if you're there and they know you're safe, they're going to be more likely to ask those questions, aren't they? Like you just said, you know, do you really make money out of this? They're not going to ask you that till they know you're safe, till they know that you're committed, till they know you're going to keep showing up. And essentially, until they know that you're there as, you know, a friend, you're not just this this person that they've met today. It's someone that they feel like is going to give them an honest answer. And you've, that takes a little bit of time to invest it takes in and a build. Bit of time. So I, that's where I differ from a lot of trainers, a lot of trainers. And I've, I've done this business for too long and mm. I've had really great success, but I've heard lots of trainers say, offer them the business opportunity. If they say no to that, then ask them to do this. Then, you know, then share your product. And I'm like, no, you lead with that product. Like yeah. that is like you said, oh, you love these products. Would you like to get more? Or yeah. here's a way you can do this. Um, your product will take you everywhere you want to go. Yeah. And, and then, those that come into the business through the product are the ones that stick around the longest as well because they're really invested in the product first. They believe in it. Yep. Um, but it's not so congruent. You notice when you've got someone who's in the business who isn't sold out for the product, you can you can tell. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, love it. Uh, now, Belinda, I've got four really quick, fun questions okay. for you because, again, we've gone over time, but I love it. So much um, amazing knowledge that you shared in here already. And again, I feel like we could do like a series of podcasts here just, just on uh, picking your brain. But 
Um, (laughs) I'm open. You're open. She says, pick away. All right. Well, let's start with your favorite book. You can name one of your own, of course, but what is your favorite book to add to our accelerator book list? Oh gosh. I have so many, but I, when you asked it, I was like, I think one that was sort of um, helped me to shift my mindset a little bit was What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. That's one of my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, which was kind of a networking book. I love that book. And he just came out with a new book, but I haven't read it yet. So I'll be excited to, I like him as an author. He's a good, he's a good writer. Those are two of my favorites. Great. All right. Well, we're going to add those to the list. We'll add yours in as well, because I think that they're they're certainly worthy of uh, making their way onto that book list. And um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? You mean the one that I have or the one that Oh, if you could could have, if you could pick, it could be something you already have, but if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and why? I think I kind of possess the the focus thing. I'm pretty good at focus and getting and going after my goals. So if I had another one, it would probably be, and I think that I am a pretty confident person, but I would say it would be more confidence. Mm -hmm. Just that is that, you know, I think I'm really good at it, but I realize in moments that I'm still not after all these years and always working on it, (laughs) always working on it. So I would love it if that was just a superpower that I would say, I can tackle anything. (laughs) I love that. That's a really good one. And I think a good one for our listeners to take on board too, because often when I ask that question, people will say something like flying or turning back time. But I think that's really important is, you know, sometimes we assume um, we don't have superpowers, but in actual fact, we can embody many superpowers just by simply, um, you know, that a lot of that self-talk, I think is a really big deal that you mentioned before, but yeah, I think that's a great one confidence. I love that. So favorite quote. Oh, um, my favorite quote is the one I've got it right over here on a, um, it's uh, nearly always something written on someone's desk. So. I know <laughs> You know what I've got it in a picture frame over here. It was the first, we always put a quote in the front of our planner and it was my yes. first one. It's the one by Eleanor Roosevelt. And, uh, I forget the, how it starts out, but I can <laughs> see it from here. I know it's the, those that believe in the beauty of their dreams. I know that's how it ends. And I can't think of how it starts. All right. We'll Google it and we'll put it in the show notes. All right. <laughs> um, good old Google. Greg said to me yesterday, he was asking me a whole, I reckon I said to him four times yesterday, Google it, Greg, just Google it. I don't know. <laughs> so if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? And it, you cannot say invest in Zoom shares. It's been said too no. many times. No. <laughs> it's been said too many times. Sorry, man. I It would be around confidence. It would be... You can do it would be dream even bigger than what you thought you could. Like I've I've had some pretty audacious big dreams and they've come true, but then I've limited myself and not dreaming big enough. Yeah. And and I would say now that there is no dream too big. Mm-hmm. Dream big, dream audaciously, go after it with everything that you have in you and yeah. and and be confident. And if you falter, so what? Like that would be what I would tell myself. If you fall down, so what? Yeah. Um, get up and keep moving. So good. I love that. That's awesome. Great way to finish this podcast off, Belinda. Look, I have loved this chat. Um, there's so much amazing knowledge you shared in here. And uh, certainly your experience in the industry speaks for itself. So I'm I'm sure that our listeners um, are feeling the same way. They've got a whole ton of notes sitting in front of them. 
So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule um, on your light day to come and chat with us all. We really appreciate you. So thank you for uh, for joining me today. Well, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, people can, if they want to just follow us, we, um, we're on all the social media platforms. We'll put those in the show notes, but absolutely, I do on our business page. We do a free training every Tuesday night and at, it's at 9 PM Eastern. And I want to say that's in the day. Cause we have quite a few people from Australia that jump on yeah. that call. Yeah. Uh, it's in the morning there. So, mid morning here. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to just encourage people to check that out. We go through different topics every single Tuesday night. And uh, which is your Wednesday morning. Yep. So yeah, check that out. Uh, I would, we would love that. So thank you so much that Belinda. We'll pop that into the show notes, everybody. So okay. we'll pop Belinda's journal. We'll pop her book as well, direct selling for dummies in there. So if you want to grab copies of those uh, and we will also link to your social media as well as of course, um, where they can find that live session. So thank you again so much. This has been Fantastic. Really appreciate you and uh, and your time. And thanks as well to our listeners for tuning in again today. And we'll see you all again next week. But thanks, everybody. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.